Get ready for a no BS approach to health and fitness. This is NBS Fitness Radio. What's up? We're back on NBS Fitness Radio. I am here with Jason McGolgan. He works for Ageless Men's Health. It is a testosterone replacement clinic, a men's health clinic. And he's going he's gonna to give us the lowdown on men's health, especially when it, uh, with regards to testosterone. So say hello, Jason. Hello. Awesome. Thank you, David, for having me today. Absolutely, bud. All right. This is start off with an easy question. What is testosterone and why do we need it? Testosterone is the primary hormone uh, that drives men, uh, gives us our energy, uh, muscle content, it uh, helps us sleep at night, keeps us interested in our wives, uh, but it, it's what primarily makes us men. Gotcha. Um, what causes it to decrease in men, and when does that usually happen? A lot of things cause it to decrease. Uh, modern living is kind of the, the overarching thing. Stress. Okay. Not sleeping at night. Um, the uh, the constant contact we have, which is great for business. Uh, well, for stress, it's terrible because yeah. we never disconnect. Gotcha. So what we see is uh, a lot of men in their 30s now, a lot more are showing up with low testosterone uh, and in fact, if I have a guy that's 55 and his son comes in and he's 25, nine times out of 10, the 25-year-old be lower than the 55-year-old. So why is that? Because, I mean, I, I feel like the 55-year-old's probably experiencing similar levels of stress, or is that not the case? It is the case. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's adaptation. Uh, I think that uh, the older generation... Uh, I'm 48, so, you know, I grew up, we weren't eating fast food all the time. Yeah, uh, We were, it was eating at home mostly, and you occasionally went out to eat. Fast forward to today, and going out to eat is kind of a way of life. You look yeah. at all the restaurants, there's just, uh, there, there's a whole lot more of that. With that, you're not eating as healthy. Gotcha. Uh, they're worried about, does it taste good, or are you going to come back? Right. Uh, not, is it good for you? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the boiled chicken breast isn't isn't exactly a a, a line maker. No. Um, boiled chicken and yeah. uh, and broccoli that has no seasoning. <laughs> yeah. like that, that's not a not a big seller. Yeah, so I've seen the data about like how uh, this the overall decrease in testosterone from generation to generation, not even um, on an individual basis, but just like generationally from uh, men. And how dramatic it's been, basically in three generations, from our, our grandparents who were born in the late 1800s, early 1900s, to our parents who were born in the you know, 40s, 50s, and then our generation, it's it's been like a drop off a daggum cliff. Yeah. So if you go back to the 40s and 50s, they had studied men, and they were looking at 60 and 70-year-olds, and their testosterone was running around 700. Dang. So the other problem we have is many of us have jobs that we're not physically active. Yeah. Then you don't sleep all that well at night because your brain's really tired, but your body's not. So after two hours, you wake up yeah. and you're not rested. Yeah. But your brain's kind of caught up yeah. and your body then is not ever catching up. And then you make it at night while you sleep. So if you get into a cycle of not sleeping well, you stop making it. Yeah. So there's that combination of... Um 
So you could almost say like that, you know, men were designed to do physical labor, to eat quality food, to get quality rest time, including sleep. And when you're doing that, your body functions the way it's designed to function. I think that's well said. But when you knock that off track, either by not exercising regularly, by putting poor fuel in your body, or by overstressing yourself and not allowing yourself uh, periods of uh, to recover from that stress, you basically are just filling filling your cup with stress and never allowing it to uh, be released or relieved. And so your body isn't going through this natural processes like it's supposed to and then replenishing and building your testosterone back up. And then years of that, and your body just kind of adapts to not making testosterone. Yeah. And then you have mm-hmm. the added problem of when you take out. So this is all in a, in a system that's working together. If you take out one piece, the system starts to break down. Uh, and so if you're not sleeping, that part breaks down. If you're not eating well, yeah. if you're not getting the exercise. Uh, so if you don't do any of those things, it goes much faster. Right. Uh, and we see that with diabetes and overweight and, you know, highly stressed heart attacks at young ages. We yeah. see some people like that. Uh, but yeah, it's the, that combination is really bad. But if you just take out one piece of a puzzle, all of a sudden the puzzle doesn't, doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. So you almost say like testosterone levels could be an indication of like your overall health. Absolutely. To a degree. Yeah. Um, so, so basically as guys or modern day life is kind of messing with their testosterone. Um, how, like what, what are the effects? How would you know that you had low testosterone without getting it checked? What are some kind of uh, effects of that that you could be aware of? So things that you would notice pretty quick are you're not sleeping as well. Uh, waking up feeling like you haven't rested. Even if, if you had eight or ten hours that you were in bed, but you wake up not feeling rested, that would be an indication that something else is going on. Uh, not able to put muscle mass anymore. Uh, you work out, you don't recover. Mm. Uh, you know, you're five days post-workout and you're still sore. Yeah. Uh, or even three days because yeah. you should work out, recover the, the next day, and then by that that third day, second or third day, you're you're able to work that muscle group again. Right. Uh, you may not, depending on your, your workout program, but it's not so sore yeah. that you can't work out. So that's a big indicator. Um, lock, lack of interest in sex or yeah. a decrease. And one of the questions I ask my guys when they come in is, you know, have you had a, a decrease in sex drive? Yeah. And a lot of times, oh, no, no, I'm everything's great. Okay, if they're in their 30s, are there times when you turn down sex and you choose sleep over sex? And often the answer is yes. Uh, and then I take them back. When you were 25, did you ever turn down <laughs> sex for sleep? Well, no. <laughs> so there is a decrease. Yeah. So it can be insidious yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. for us, for, for men, it's a slow, steady decline uh, most of the time. So it's, uh, it, it kind of creeps up on us and we think we're still good and things have changed. Right. Um, so, uh, so if you're, if you're kind of living the traditional American life, which is consistent of basically training your body, like it's unimportant and <laughs> only pushing it to the limits with the cards to work <laughs> or social media. Right. Um, and then you start feeling this, like, man, just like, I'm feeling kind of worn down. I'm kind of dr- dragging out. I don't really, don't really have like, like the same energy I used to. 
like I don't even want to work out, and, it, and even when I do work out, it kicks my ass, and like I can't recover from it, and I don't really have this. I don't. I don't feel like I was. I did when I was eighteen in my twenties. Like my wife and I still have sex, but I'm not really like gung ho. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, we gotta have some sex today. Yeah. <laughs> but another thing that we'll see is guys will come in and their wives are convinced that they're. They're having extramarital. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, um, they're because they're not interested. Like, yeah, I'm not interested. There's no pursuit. They yeah. pursued their wife their entire marriage, and now all of a sudden it just there's no pursuit, and so the the wife thinks, "What are you doing? You yeah. must be going somewhere else because we're not doing anything." Yeah. Uh, and so we've had a really good success of essentially saving marriages because we get these guys back to normal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden things are are back to good and. Uh, yeah, there. That's uh, that's that's. I never thought of it like that, but that's kind of a kind of crazy way, uh, a crazy realization that like, man, my wife thought I was having an extramarital affair just because my testosterone level was so low that I wasn't interested in her anymore. Yeah, just the loss of interest yep. is uh, for for many women. We won't say all, but yep. for many women, it's that's that's what they believe. Right, um, and. Yeah, it's it, because it's a big change, right. I think. Um, you know, one thing I like I was thinking about the other day was I feel like in your 30s, it, it is kind of like a pivotal moment, especially in men's lives, because you've got like a family who's you, you, you've probably got a family coming around. You're probably getting a little bit more established in your career. And. Um, you've also got a little bit of life experience now. Now you kind of like understand a little bit more about life, finances, family dynamics, all this kind of stuff. And I, I kind of see one of two things happen a lot in, in, in guys in their 30s. One is complacency. I just kind of fall into the rhythm. I fall into the rhythm of my day-to-day life. I'm kind of focusing on my job and, and, making, and you know, pursuing my career. And I'm just trying to kind of get by day-to-day. And if that, if that takes hold, that complacency takes hold, but they're just kind of like okay with who they are and what they're doing and just kind of fall into that like rhythm, it's bad because it becomes deeper and deeper ingrained in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, and 70s. And the, the likelihood that you're going to change your, your outlook on life or your pursuit in life at, at your 60s after you've been doing it for 30 years is like zero. The flip side of that is in your 30s, kind of coming through and being getting a little bit more life underneath your belt, then you kind of have the the desire for, like, self-improvement. How can I become the best version of myself? Yeah. How can I make sure that I'm not only pursuing my career, but I'm pursuing purpose? I'm not just trying to make money, but I'm trying to steward it to the best of my ability. I'm not just trying to have a family, but I'm trying to raise and create an amazing family, be the best dad, be the best uh, husband, be the best version of myself. If that takes hold in your 30s and you get 30 years underneath your belt, that then when you're in your 60s, you're, you're such a benefit to society and the, and the people underneath you because now you have like some true wisdom underneath your belt that you can really pour down into other people and for so many dudes in their 30s because they haven't taken care of themselves 
and their testosterone is low. They don't have the energy. The idea of like exercising, eating good, reading at night, you know, doing anything but sitting on their ass watching football and drinking beer as their pastime seems like undoable. Yeah. And it's sad because if you let that take hold in your 30s, you're in deep shit when you turn 60. <clears throat> well, and I think you hit the nail on the head. That In the 30s, we've got young kids. We've got new careers that we're in. Um, we've got, you know, maybe a wife. There, there's a lot going on, and it's a busy season. Yep. And if we let busyness just take hold, you do. You sit around anytime you can because you just don't have any downtime. Yeah. So if you've got an hour to watch TV, like That's you're going to take advantage yeah. of it. Uh, rather than going and, and working out. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it is, it's a, it's a bad cycle to get on because it does, it promotes more unhealthy living. Yeah. Uh, it gets you further down that road of now I'm, I'm even heavier than I was and I'm further away from my yeah. fitness goals, my, but which usually takes you away from your personal goals and, in. Your business and your family life. You don't. You don't want to go throw the football with a kid because tired. My shoulder hurts. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. Uh, you know, every time I do something with you, I hurt something because right. I'm so out of shape that my tendons and ligaments are so tight. I can't. Yeah. I can't go run in the front yard with you. Only thing I'm good at is sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a it really is a, a tough cycle to to get in, and um, it's something where you know. 30s not too old, 40s not too old, really 60s not too old. Um, not too old. It's just those habits become deeper ingrained and harder to break. They do. Yeah. They do. But what we've seen is with, uh, you know, testosterone doesn't fix everything, but it is a really good aid. Gives you a you know? jolt. Yeah. It gives you well, a kick in the ass that says, I got some more energy to do some stuff. And when you do those things, you you get results. Yeah. Whereas with if your testosterone's low, I go and I work out, and it feels like somebody beat me up. Right. When it's optimized, I go and I work out, and I feel better. Right. Uh, I get a pump. Yeah. I, I feel like, oh, I want to do that again. That that I get that endorphin kick. Yeah. Each positive change you, you make has a positive effect, which, in, which is just momentum and inertia and fuel to, like, I'm going to keep making these positive changes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, – you're, so you're kind of doing this, all this stuff, and like, oh, you may be thinking to yourself, man, you, you guys are talking to me, right? And they, you decide to go into the testosterone clinic and you get your blood work checked. What, what are kind of the levels that um, would be considered healthy, the healthy range for testosterone? So what we're shooting for is to have our guys running 700 on their testosterone and their estrogen running around 30. Okay. Um, if we've got you there or close to there, usually yeah. things are going well. Now, we are a clinic, too, that uh, individualizes treatment. So we look at the person. Uh, some guys feel better at 500. Yeah. Uh, some guys feel better a little higher. So we, we look at the individual and see what are they doing and what is their health and how can we make them their best version. What would be a level that would make you go, okay, yeah, your levels are definitely too low? Like, what's kind of, like, the, the bottom? Like, if I went there, I was, like, 450. I feel like crap, though. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what are kind of those levels you're looking at? So, 400 and lower is, yeah. is kind of automatic. Like yeah. We, you, we should treat you. Yeah. Um, if you're in that four to 500 range, there's a little bit more. Uh, we do a little more investigating to see what's going on, uh, both with, like, getting your medical history and yeah. seeing what's, what, 
where are you? Uh, but if needed, getting a little bit more lab work to see, you know, do you have something else going on? Is there, um, is there effective treatment that doesn't involve testosterone replacement? Let's say I decide I'm going to start exercising, eating right. I'm going to turn my phone off at night. Uh, or does that ever have like a positive impact? <clears throat> Possibly. Yeah. To be fair, I'm at a testosterone clinic. Yeah, yeah. So the people, and not even just that I'm promoting it, but the people that I see that I have contact with did not. They've tried yeah. a lot of those things, and it usually does not yeah. work. Yeah. Um, but if it worked, they wouldn't come see me. Right. So that's the part where I say, to be fair, like I, I, can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't make that determination. I didn't know if there had been any studies or not done. I have not seen anything okay. like that. Uh, but. The, the mean the big problem is you know if you disconnected from society basically you know turn off your email turn off your phone don't turn on the TV don't watch the news um, and now what are you eating I'm eating chicken that I grew with vegetables that I grew right uh, you know and that's what I tell guys if you're ready to get off the grid and, yeah, yeah. and go live in the wilderness maybe yeah maybe you can do it yeah but your skill set set as a um as an accountant, it doesn't <laughs> transfer to over well. to like farming. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I've had guys that have come in here and like started training, you know, and done all the stuff and not seen the results that they've wanted to. And it was kind of come like, okay, remember at the beginning when we said you should probably get your testosterone checked. Now it's time to actually go get it checked. And, and yeah, even after like, Longer, long periods of time, six months, a year, it's, it's not in an appreciable level. Right. It may not be like, you know, bottom of the barrel terrible, but it's not, it's, it's almost always resorted. The only thing I've seen one person, uh, who was in their twenties got on a Clomid regimen and was able to bring it back up. Yeah. And, but Clomid is doing similar things. Exactly. To testosterone. Yeah. It's still, it's getting, uh, it's getting your body right. to, to make it. Um, and the, the thing that I've seen, uh, not very many times is if a guy is younger, like you're talking about, and he's morbidly overweight, yeah. uh, if he's 400 pounds and he can lose 200 pounds and be a 200 pound man at five foot eight, yeah. his chances of having improved natural testosterone go way up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just not where the majority of people right, live. Right. They're usually 20 to 50 pounds overweight. Um, they've had a lifetime of abusing their body. Yeah. Uh, maybe they've done uh, steroids on their own, yeah. uh, but they've done things to impact their endocrine system that makes it where their body doesn't work like it's supposed to. And so it's this is much like uh, treatment for diabetes. Yeah. Uh, diabetes, we don't have a fix for it, but we can treat it and, and keep you healthy. Yeah. Uh, testosterone's like that. When it when the system stops working, we don't have something to just fix the system again and turn it back on, but we can treat that and, and get you much healthier than you currently are. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm thinking in 10 years, I'm probably 500 people a, a year, so 5,000 or so, I've seen one person it worked on. Right, right. <laughs> so, like, that's my data. It worked on one dude out of five thousand. <laughs> right, and in the Memphis area, we've I think we've screened somewhere around thirty thousand. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. so it, it's we've got uh, a lot of data, uh, not a lot of people. <laughs> I can think of one guy that we were treating for a while. He got off a of treatment, did some big life changes, 
and came back in a year later and said, hey, will you test my levels again? Yeah. And he, he did it. He normalized. And you go, I hadn't seen that before. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, but it's, it's, a, yeah, it's one guy. Uh, so it's a, not impossible. As well. And I'll tell people that when they come in. Yeah. It's not impossible, but it's not likely. Not likely either. Um, let's, uh, you kind of mentioned like, uh, like steroid uses a little bit. So I think I've had people they made a comment that um, they were on testosterone therapy, and they're like, "Well, I don't do steroids." So I kind of giggled. <laughs> I was like, "That that's a steroid, but it but, is an anabolic steroid." Yeah, yeah. And um, so, to talk a little bit about how and about how using um, anabolic steroids. Testosterone is an anabolic steroid, mm-hmm. but talk about how using that would impact your body's own natural production of testosterone. So your your body's making testosterone. It's called the negative feedback loop. So your uh, pituitary is basically looking at how much do you have, how much testosterone does your body have. Uh, and if it's got enough, then it doesn't send the signal to make more. Uh, so if you're taking something in from outside, it stop sending the signal and your testicles are the ones that produce it. So after a time, if you continue to not send that signal to do work, uh, just like putting your arm in a cast, uh, when you get your arm out of the cast, the muscles have atrophied. The same thing happens to testicles. They will atrophy and they will shrink. uh, And at some point they can become uh, ineffective completely. When does that happen? That's very much a, individual Individual thing uh so we don't know but continued use will shut down the system we've we've seen that reliably yeah and so and that's basically basically what happened to me i started taking testosterone early in my 20s um for competitive powerlifting purposes and um then when it was time to make have some babies guess what i couldn't make babies yeah (laughs) The boys were not ready they to work. They were not ready to work. So I had to come off of everything. And um, and I I remember like four weeks after taking my last shot, <clears throat> how like it felt like someone stole my mojo. Like, dude, I felt like someone kicked me in the face. I was yeah. like instantly like, ooh, I don't feel good today. Yeah. And I just never got any bit better. I just, no energy, yeah. no sex drive, felt felt depressed and kind of just ugh. and um and went and got my levels checked and i was like 148 i think something like that so pretty daggum low pretty low, <laughs> pretty low. Pretty low. Um, uh, one of the things too we do is we do something called hcg mm, yeah uh, it's human chorionic gonadotropin uh but what it does is it keeps a guy producing testosterone while he's on testosterone yeah so while illicit use of steroids definitely can break down your system uh, if you're using it clinically and doing it properly, we have ways to to keep your body doing what it needs to do. Because we've actually had guys, while on treatment, get their wives pregnant. Yeah. Probably get other people pregnant, too. <laughs> uh, but uh, they've told us about their wives. Um, but the uh, the HCG just keeps you producing yeah. and, and keeps it functioning. Because like you said, when you get off of it, when your levels are low, if you're not having sex, you're not going to have a baby. Yeah. It just it doesn't work like that. Right. Um so it, it you need both the the sperm count to come up yep. and the testicles to work, but you also need everything else to work yep. so that yeah you can create yeah and that's basically what happened to me. I had to get on um, 
that and some Clomid and eventually uh, had some babies. Mm-hmm. But my test levels never came back up. I mean, on my body, I, I think I was just on for so long that, you know, they never, I think I did Clomid for a year, HEG for a year. And like after that, I got my level checked. And I was like 184. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, right. but I that, but I made uh, sperm and ended up having three kids. Yep. But I was never able to get my natural levels back up. So, you know, speaking from experience here, if you're in your 20s and thinking about starting to take uh, anabolics at an early age, uh, very much consider the consequences that's going to have later in your life when you might want to have some babies. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, now that I have three kids, like, the thought of, doing anything that would have like kept me from doing that. It's like haunts me. I'm like, Oh my gosh. What like, what, what if I wasn't able to have like the greatest gift I could ever ask for is my kids. Right. That would be very sad to me. Yeah. Um, one oh, of the tough things of being guys though, is when yeah. we're in our twenties, there's not a lot of forethought. Nope. There's not a lot of foresight. <laughs> you know, we're just, we're living right now. Yep. Uh, how do I get through today? How much fun am I going to have? A thousand percent. Uh, I was the, how can I, What's the most weight I can lift, and how do I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the lowest testosterone level you've seen? Zero. Zero. I mean, dude? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Visibly, could you tell? I mean, it, it looks and feels like somebody that's at 150, quite honestly. Yeah, okay. Uh, his symptoms were the same. Yeah. Like, it, before I drew his blood, if you'd have said, what do you guess he's at? 150, 200. Yeah, something uh, low. Something low, but yeah. Yeah, and, and then he came back at zero, and that's uh, crazy. Yeah, uh, but just not making any. Uh, Man, but you know, week after week, his levels came up. He yeah. started feeling better. He was uh, he was pretty excited about that. Yeah, I was uh, I was off of testosterone for four years. Now, I mean, I own a gym, and I'm obviously into fitness, so I kept training, kept being right, kept sleeping, going to sleep on time, mm-hmm. and I eventually got to back back to the point where I was like. I feel more normal. I could tell. I was like, I just, like, like hard workouts would kill me. Mm-hmm. I just mentally just deal with it and come back in the next day and work out. Um, I couldn't put muscle on uh, near like I couldn't, and I would lose muscle really easy. If I, if I, if I really fast, if yeah. I dropped my calories, I'm like shit. I dropped my cal- I dropped a hundred calories and I lost three pounds of muscle. Like what the hell? Right. <laughs> so right. the uh, fat won't come off, but the the muscle flies. Yeah, off. I couldn't get fat to come off, and and I couldn't lose muscle like it was nothing. Um, and I think my my sex drive like evened out a bit, but it never was like back like it was or supposed to be. And so, uh, but like finally got back on after we like had our last kid. I was like, cool, yeah, okay. I remember this. You this can is, breathe. This is what it's supposed to feel like. Yeah. I feel like a dude again. I feel yeah. great. <laughs> well, it, you know, other things it does is uh, like depression. Yeah. Uh, depression is prevalent in people with low testosterone. Anxiety. Yeah. Uh, which, when you think about it, it makes sense. At 18 to 25 years old, there are people that have anxiety. Yeah. But the, the majority of young men that are healthy, they're not dealing with depression and anxiety uh they're thinking about what can i do that's super fun yeah you're filled with vigor and yes. youth yes yeah. uh and so getting your testosterone levels back you your anxiety levels go down dramatically yeah. you're not you're not <coughs> concerned about uh all the what ifs uh and it's uh 
So one of the things I relate to people is I, I travel some with my work, um, and I had gotten to where flying would would give me a great deal of anxiety. Yeah. Uh, and after being on, I've been on testosterone for ten and a half years. Yeah. Um, and flights today, these days, last you know eight ten years, they're just it's nothing. No big deal. Get on plane, go fly, get where you're going, go yeah. do what you're doing. Yeah, I think. One of the things, yeah, sometimes people will be like, oh, when you get testosterone, it makes you, like, aggressive. I think that's kind of a bad way of viewing it. Um, if you're an asshole, you're, you're going to be an asshole, no matter what my case and who put you on. Right. But it definitely, it takes, what I feel is it makes, I've never really had anxiety, though I felt more anxious Especially in the transition. And I don't want to say I ever, ever got like depressed where I had like clinical depression, but I felt more sluggish, less mm, in a good mood and yeah. just kind of in the dumps a lot. It, what we see is less drive for life, period. Yeah. I'll have guys that uh, they've got a classic car that they love and they've worked on for you know, 20 years and they come in and they, it's been sitting for five years. Yeah. haven't touched it. Don't yeah. have the energy to get out in the garage. Don't want to yeah. crawl around. Um, you know, it'll be that it'll be, uh, whatever hobby it is that they're into golf. They just, they don't want to go out and golf anymore. Yeah. They've got friends that do it, but man, I just, I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, and oftentimes what we see is their testosterone's low. Uh, we get that fixed they're right back to living their life again. And that's that's really what we're going for is to get you back to being you. Yeah. We're not looking to make you into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Um, you know, we're we're not looking to to get guys jacked. Um, we're looking to get them back to healthy. Healthy, yeah. And the guys that can put on muscle, they do. They yeah. put on muscle. Uh the guys that are uh, you know, never had any muscle, they may be able to get some muscle and 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 get lean, uh, lose some just some body fat, but it doesn't transform you into a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the, the effects I feel, yeah, it gives me a vigor for life and it gives me drive and it makes me, um, more, um, appreciative of the things that I appreciate and more passionate about the things I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's kind of like with supplements. A lot of times people's like, what supplements should I to take? And I was like, well, understand that the, the word supplement Means it is a supplement to a great diet, not a replacement, and a great uh, training method. So you can you can take testosterone all day, even if you're not training and eating right appropriately. Like you're not going to you're not going to turn turn into a uh, performance machine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, you have to apply all those things together. Yeah, and this is uh, testosterone is a it's a participatory uh, kind of event. Yeah, if you're eating right and you're exercising while you're getting your hormones optimized, the world is your oyster. Like, yeah. Go and, you know, be merry. Yeah. Um, if you are just taking testosterone and hoping that somehow you're going to turn into a CrossFit yeah. uh, champion, it's, it's not happening. No. Those guys, well, I won't go, go down that road. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, and it's, I like the, the word you said, participatory, meaning, um, if you're, it's not going to help you skate by and not still give it your all. But if you're already giving it your all, man, it's 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 just a shot of nitro that gives you even better results. It is. I have uh, come to realize it's much like your food intake. So testosterone, 
um, last in your body. Uh, when we're doing injectables, it's it's got a seven day half or yeah seven day half life. It peaks in three days. Uh, so we do weekly injections, keep people on on a good even keel. Um, but if you're doing a whole lot, you need more medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a higher milligram dose each time. If you're doing less, you need less medicine, mm. much like caloric intake. Yeah. If you've got a guy that comes into your gym that's killing it all the time and he's not increasing his calories, at some point he's, his body starts eating muscle. Yeah. Um, and so you got to encourage him. Like, no, you need to let's get you good clean calories, but you need to increase your calorie intake. Yeah. You may need 3,000 or 3,500 calories a day if you're going to keep these workouts going. Yeah. Um, and we do that. And I encourage my patients to do the same. If you're working out, keep working out. Tell us what you're doing. Yeah. Let us let us retest your blood, uh, and we'll keep up. We can keep up with what you need. Uh, you just have to you have to participate. You yeah. have to let us know what's going on, and there's a whole lot we can do. Okay. What about testosterone in women? I mean, obviously, you guys are a ageless men's, uh, but what about testosterone in women? Does it play a role? Does, do you... Um, Seeing the necessity for testosterone replacement in women? Yes, great question. Uh, we do actually treat women as well, even though okay. we're ageless men's health. Um, we do women's uh, testosterone. And the way we do it is we have a B12 shot with a lipotropic shot that we and, and the testosterone. Okay. Um, with them, we also do a, typically a weekly regimen. It's a really small dose. It's about a tenth of the dose that a, that a man would get. Um, but what we find is it does the same things for them. They sleep better. They lose body fat, gain muscle, uh, mental clarity. That's one of the things I didn't hit on earlier. Um, you know, less anxiety, less depression. Yeah. Uh, it just it, it kind of opens things up for them. They're more interested in sex. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's the same effect. Same effect. Just different magnitude. Yes. Yeah, they're about a tenth of what you would see in a guy. And that's that's typically where we want to run their levels as yeah. well. Uh, we want to, if, if we're... 50 to 70. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if we've got them in that range, they feel good. Uh, they're not having any issues yeah. of hair growth on the face or yeah. deepening of the voice yeah. or any of those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and they just they just work better. Yeah, uh, you know they function at a at a more optimized level, um, and so yeah, we we have we have quite a few women that are on treatment, and they're having similar success to what our men do. Very cool. Um, okay, uh, what about what what happens if your testosterone levels are too high? What happens if you're going in like how would you might feel that, or what would be the side effects of having too high a levels of testosterone? Maybe your dose is too much, or something. Yeah, if your dose is too much, well, one of the big things we'll do is blood testing. Yeah. Uh, but if it's symptomatically, if you're coming in and you're telling me, um, you know, I fall asleep easy, but after three or four hours, I wake up and I'm I'm ready to go. Like yeah. I feel like I could go run. Um, <laughs> Probably too high. Um, and so then some of the other things we'll see is that uh, it can have similar effects to low testosterone. Mm, okay. You get to where you feel fatigued yeah. and your brain gets foggy, but a lot of times that's because you're not sleeping well. Yeah, and okay. so when you get to where you can't sleep, you know, all the, all the low testosterone, even though your testosterone levels are good, all those symptoms kind of show back up yeah. because your, your brain's foggy and yeah. your, your body's tired because you're not getting rest. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, and then other things that can crop up, like your uh, your red blood cell count can get too high. Yeah. Uh, so there's some of those things clinically that we look at, and we keep an eye on to make sure that we're we're fixing anything that uh, that may get out of shape. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. And so so maybe that's a good uh, a good way of showing that the importance of getting regular blood work done. Absolutely. If you're doing this, you can't yeah. just be putting hormones in your body and not checking the blood work to see yeah, <laughs> yeah. endocrinology doing. is is the study of the endocrine system but it's a uh, it's very complex um we specialize in just testosterone right. really um and it takes quite a while to get good at this um so yeah just throwing hormones at your body is is not a good idea to do that and not monitor it uh whether it's you know whether it's your thyroid or your uh your testicles it's <laughs> Uh, not a good plan. Right. <laughs> um, so one thing you did mention earlier was about estrogen and trying to, trying to not only keep your testosterone in an appropriate level, but also keep your estrogen in an appropriate level. Yep. Maybe uh, can you talk a little bit about how taking testosterone might increase your estrogen and then how you guys um, help, help keep that in line? Yeah. So uh, men primarily make estrogen through a process called aromatization. Um, and it's uh, a protein called aromatase, but it depends on, again, the individual because you and I probably don't have the same amount of aromatase, so we won't aromatize at the same rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do is we, again, with labs, we give injections, we see how do you respond, and then we have uh, aromatase inhibitors, uh, estrogen blockers, uh, that we use to regulate where is your where, where your estrogen should be. Um, and then, you know, there's some guys that need none yeah. and there's some guys that need a lot. Uh, and it's, uh, but getting the testosterone to estrogen ratio correct is really, uh, that's the big deal. Yeah. And, and it's why when your testosterone drops to 200, if your estrogen's sitting at 40 or 50, why you cry, uh, at a, you know, at a Hallmark movie, um, it's, it, you become estrogen dominant, even though it's, it's not more, yeah. uh, it's more than it should be. And your ratio is really off. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we, we like for our guys to be at 700 on their testosterone while their estrogens at, at 30, that ratio, uh, really has guys in good shape, not having issues. Yeah. <laughs> to help people kind of understand, clarify your, your body will take the testosterone and convert it into estrogen Correct. as a male. And so what, what, what y'all do is y'all give them a, drug that prevents that from happening correct to the to the you don't want to eliminate it what happens if you like get your estrogen too low oh yeah yeah so if you get it too low sex drive goes away completely um empathy goes away (laughs) almost completely uh you just won't care at all yeah about anything yeah uh and that's it's not a place where really any of us want to be um but yeah you lose interest in in sex you lose interest in hobbies you just work all of it um it just all goes away. And what happens if, you're, if your estrogen is too high? If it's too high, uh, usually performance in sex is affected mm-hmm. greatly. Uh, you uh, Erectile dysfunction becomes uh, uh, fairly common. Yep. Um, your emotions can get out of control uh, where you're, you're cry- again, crying at a Hallmark movie uh, or a commercial that comes on that's got puppy dogs on it that you wouldn't usually cry at. All of a sudden, <laughs> you, can't, you can't hold it in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's kind of a, a maybe marker. The, maybe the desire to watch a Hallmark movie would be a first. That'd be indicator. a first indication. And then right? if you cry, then 
That's we, a confirmation. Now we know. That's yeah. confirmation. But like I had a I had a patient who his uh, he was watching uh, women's NCAA basketball and when and it wasn't a team that he even cared about. But when they won, he found himself crying. <laughs> and his son, who's you know an adult son, looks at him and says, "What's wrong with you?" And he said, "I don't know. I'm just so happy for them." Um, and so he relayed that story to me and said, okay, let's, let's get you fixed. And right. Anecdotally, I think your test, your estrogen is a little, a little high, high. But let's just confirm that. <laughs> and, and it was confirmed through lab testing that he was indeed a little high on his estrogen and we got that under control. And, uh, he was back to good. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Is there any, any potential risks involved with taking, um, replacement testosterone over the long term. Because listen, so you're in your 30s, mm-hmm. and the reality is it's like, okay, if I'm in the 30s and I got to get on testosterone replacement, I'm on this for the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> so yeah, you're, you're on it for possibly 40 to 50 more years. Yeah. Um, uh, so what we're seeing through the studies that have, that have taken place is you decrease your risk for heart attack and stroke. Uh, you decrease it, – it appears to decrease your risk for prostate cancer. Mm. Um, there's not been a definitive study <clears throat> saying all of these things. There are studies that suggest them. Um, but what we see, again, anecdotally is if I'm active, if I'm engaged in uh, healthy activities, I'm going to have less body fat yeah. and less prevalence for diabetes and yeah. for – uh, you know, my blood pressure is not going to be as high as, as if I'm not active. Right. So we see that those sorts of those healthy activities and yeah. being leaner, uh, it, that's going to help out. And then prostate wise, having an active sex life helps your prostate yeah. to function at its, at its best level. Um, so it would make sense that if I'm doing all these activities and staying essentially young, yeah. um, that my body continues to operate uh, well, yes, it may be not like a direct impact, but uh, but it's the the side effects of uh, the way testosterone makes you feel yeah, of healthy living. Yeah, it makes you live healthy, and obviously, the healthier you live, the longer you're probably going to live. Correct. I was um, <clears throat> on Joe Rogan. Uh, he had um, Peter Atia, who's a sports scientist, and he was talking about how the the positive impact on longevity of being fit was 5x the negative impact that smoking had on longevity. In other words, the the uh, your life expectancy is increased five times more by being fit mm-hmm. than it is decreased by smoking. smoking. So that's like the how positive an impact exercise exercise yeah. and, and living healthy uh, have. So that's okay. Um, what if I get on testosterone in my 70s? Yeah. Yeah, there is, uh, <clears throat> you know, we've got, uh, uh, there's good, good research on that. Uh, the VA did a big study on guys in their, I think, 65 plus, um, and it, it shows similar effects yeah. that they are healthier um they're 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 more active yeah uh mental clarity because this again this is one of those things that your cognitive abilities improve yeah. with testosterone um and so you know they there is still um you know uh concern with 
somebody who has active prostate cancer, yeah, almost always the urologist will say, let's get you off of testosterone. Yeah. Um, there was a study in England a few years ago that they had guys, they could not fix their prostate cancer uh, through the normal methods. And so they decided to try high-dose testosterone. Uh, What's high-dose? Well, just running them. Uh, I think they're running them between 700 and 1,000 on their levels. Okay. Uh, and they eliminated their prostate cancer. Oh. So those sorts of things are, it's a smaller study. Yeah. It's not definitive, uh, but they do, they are suggestive of there's something more to this. It seems like it's suggestive that having healthy endocrine levels is, is, is key in like all health functions. Yeah. If they're, if they're too low, it's going to have a negative impact. If they're too high, it's going to have a negative, negative impact. We got to keep them in this range. And that's seems like, help your body perform the way it's designed to perform. Right. Well, and it, it is, it's, it's a, it's a key ingredient. So if we're talking about uh, cars and you don't have enough oil in your engine, yeah. your engine's not going to run as long and it's not going to run as well. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, having all of the, the fluids topped off and everything, you know, the tires are inflated correctly. Everything's working well. The car runs good. Yeah. Uh, we're not cars, but when we have our levels where they're supposed to be and uh, we're taking care of our bodies, they tend to run a lot better. Yeah. I, I use a car analogy all the time. Yeah. How long has, all right, that's uh, not including like 1940s Germany and right 1950s, 60s USSR. How long has like mainstream medical testosterone replacement been been going on so it has there have been doctors doing it uh i think pretty regularly since the 70s okay uh it has not been wide uh, or mainstream it hadn't been widely used um in 2007 our company ageless men's health started up and we were uh arguably the first clinic set up just for doing this yeah um and there are a lot that exist today in the marketplace um but we you know, 2007 really was a, a kind of a watershed okay. of we'll check your levels. You don't have to go through urology. You don't have to jump through all these hoops with endocrinology. Yeah. Come in. We'll see if you're low. If you're low, we're going to start you on treatment. If the treatment works, you keep on going. If it doesn't work, if it if there are side effects that are, are too much to, to manage, then you can come off treatment. Yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, but it, it has been life changing for a great number of people. Yeah. And I think that's what I've seen in talking to guys is one of the importance of going to like a testosterone clinic or testosterone clinic, a, a clinic that specializes in men's health and men's testosterone is like, that's what you do all day, every day. That's what you're focused on. Yep. Um, and, and typically within that, you see even just kind of a more general, like holistic, healthy approach to health care versus sometimes going to an endocrinologist or your primary health care physician. They're not, they may not be geared towards that. And they're kind of like, you don't have anything wrong with you. 
drastically. Why would we? Why are we going to do anything? So why would we fix you? We're not going to fix you know. And, and right. that's the medical system is largely set up to fix a problem. Yeah. Um, and we are doing more preventive health. Right. Uh, one of the big advantages we have too is we do see most of our patients once a week. Yeah. So our guys are seeing our guys and gals are seeing a nurse or a nurse practitioner once a week. Um, with that, we get to know them. Uh, and so if we see a change, we can identify that change. And you're getting regular blood work and vitals done. Absolutely. Yeah. Versus yeah. Uh, a lot of guys, like, I'm not going to go to the doctor until I feel bad. Right. And then you don't have any regular baseline. Where's your baseline? <laughs> yep. uh, anything to go from. So, right. you know, we don't, is, is this high blood pressure? Shit, no. I don't know. You know right. Is this, so, right. Um, all right, dude. I don't have any more questions. <clears throat> Do you have any final kind of thoughts? And then also let us know. Like how people can get in touch with y'all, how they can find y'all, how they can go about getting their testosterone levels checked and fixed if they're too low. Yeah. Well, uh, first off, thank you for having me on. This is this has been fun. Um, we are uh, easy to find on the internet, agelessmenshealth.com, uh, and then you can find our locations. We've got 54 na- uh, locations across the country. Dang, uh, we've awesome. got five in the Memphis area, uh, so we're pretty easy to get to around here. Um, we, we have a, a program set up right now. We're doing free screenings for, uh, blood work. You come in, we'll check your testosterone, your estrogen, see where you are. Uh, and if you are, if you're low, then we'll get you started on treatment. But it's, uh, we've got nurse practitioners at each of our locations. So there's somebody that is overseeing, uh, the, the healthcare of each patient at each location. Um, but yeah, we're, we're easy to find on the internet with agelessmenshealth.com. Awesome. And what's, so a lot of our listeners live here in Cordova or go to this gym in Cordova. What's the closest one to this location? So we've got one in uh, Wolf Chase. Okay. Uh, it's at uh, 2257 North Germantown Parkway. And then we've got one in Germantown uh, on Poplar. I think it's 9067 Poplar, cool. uh, Forest Hill Irene and Poplar. But oh. uh, both of those are, are easy. And then we'll actually we've got the Oak Court one is right there at the Oak Court Mall. So we've got some, it's not that far from here either. Yeah. Um, and so it's, uh, uh, lots of options. And so, um, and can someone go to any location? So maybe on this day, they're closer to that one and this day they're closer to this one. Could they yes. go to different locations? Because yeah, so once, yeah. once they're in our system, uh, they can, yeah, they can bounce around and we've got guys that do that. Awesome. Um, that where if, if work takes them to a different area or they say they, when they're at work, they go to this clinic, but then when they're, if they're off and they're at home, they may come see me in South Haven. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's once you're in the system, it's, it's pretty easy to bounce around. Very cool. All right, guys, y'all heard it. Go check out agelessmenshealth.com. Get your testosterone levels checked. Uh, get them in the right levels so you can be a man again. It's awesome. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, David. MBS Fitness Radio out. Thank you for listening to NBS Fitness Radio. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, follow us on social media, and check out our website at www.nbsfitness.net. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more NBS Fitness Radio.